A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rul Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rilkins, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. All right, here we are. We're joined by Mike Potter at IMAX 22. It's uh, the 1st of June, 2022. Mike, tell us, what is it like to be here at IMAX 22? It's really eye-opening. It's a, it's a really amazing experience. I was just watching you give a presentation, and there were only about four people when we started. There were more later, but already we had four different continents sitting there, and it was, you know, coming from the States, you don't experience that as often. Uh, so it was, it was, that was really unique, and I really appreciated it. Definitely feels like you're part of a bigger sort of world, of a, a bigger macro industry, I guess, than you realize when you're just solely working in the United States. Yeah. And I, and I like uh, the formulation, um, you know, you, you, you mentioned we started off, you know, this was at the MPI stand. I'm, I'm, as, as we're talking, we're sitting at, at the Event Design Collective uh, stand in Hall 9, which is an experience hall for learning. Um, and MPI and ICA have a stand right behind the Inspire Cafe that we're looking out onto. And they have half-hour sessions where we talk about, in this case, Design to Change, the new book that we published recently. Um, and indeed, you get to involve people, in this case, from five continents by the time we finished. We had exactly. the whole room, you know, literally the whole world sitting in the room. And across from us in Hall 8, you literally can cross the world in one big exhibition hall with all the destinations that are there. How is that experience for you walking through the experience that's here? Well, you know, it, it's very... <clears throat> it's something I experience a lot with a lot of trade shows that I go to and that you see when you look and at pieces, you see amazing creativity and you see amazing experiences that you can have and people to talk to and things to learn. But when you look at it sort of, when you look to see the forest for all those trees, it becomes kind of chaotic. And I always, my background is in advertising and marketing as a copywriter. And so my my, my, my first thought is always toward messaging and and trying to narrow things down so that we make sure that people are getting the right input and that you're not overwhelming them. And that, to me, that's always, how do you, it's a balance because obviously you have lots of exhibitors and they all are trying to say something, but how do you as an individual exhibitor come in and, and cut through that clutter and make, make your voice heard? Uh, because when you're looking at this big chaotic piece of creativity, how do you make yours the one that stands out and people are going to focus on first or second mm -hmm. and how are you going to get them to come by and, and engage with you and uh, so th that's always sort of a check my process as I walk through is wondering like looking and trying to see if I can figure out right away what it is their main goal is and are they can I figure it out and if I can't then maybe they're not as a copywriter I'd say maybe they're not doing it correctly because you aren't being clear enough right away. There's so much stimulus out there that yep. you have to be able to cut through the clutter. Yeah, yeah. 
And I think that that you know finding the triggers, but also stimuluses to create some kind of focus within a you know seemingly chaotic ant uh, structure. I almost compared to like ants you know, exactly. cr cr crawling around on the floor mm -hmm. when you're walking in the forest and you see all these ants. But it seems chaotic, but there's some kind of structure, right? Where the red path leads you to another path, and the serendipity of meeting and running into people something we haven't had for the last two years as much as we've ever not had it, uh, um, also serves a very specific purpose. Now, we're sitting in this Event Design Collective podcast studio. I uh, also, also want to ask you about this experience where we create this little audio bubble and we can hear some, I'm sure our auditors can hear some rumble and bumble on mm -hmm. the background of people talking to each other and meeting. Um, I'd also like to ask you at the end what this experience is like, almost in this radio setting with headsets on and, and two microphones on the table, uh, to create focus in, in a single conversation. Oh, I think it's great. And I, I think that this is the sort of activity that should be going on much more at, uh, with uh, events and experiences like this. That Because you're, you're getting your attendees, attendees have made a conscious choice to be there. Uh, they're there because they're an expert or they, I mean, they're an expert and they work in that area. And so they have opinions, they have good things to say, and their interest is peaked. They're, they're you know, it's, it's you're on your A game if you're in this industry and you come to this because you're, you're getting to nerd out, essentially. This is, think of it as Comic-Con for the yeah. event planner, right? Yeah. You, you, or if you're an inter, uh, event travel, this is your Comic-Con, like, you know, People dress up and go to Comic-Con as Marvel Avenger heroes. <laughs> this is, you know, maybe someday they'll start dressing up to come to these things <laughs> in costume and do a little cosplay. Uh, but, but when you have people on their A-game and you've invested all the money to be here, I mean, you should be... Every, the more you engage people, you know, and, and make them feel like their voice is heard and, they ha and their opinion is valuable, then you're going to start off a great relationship with them. And so... Um, you know, I mean, I'm certainly impressed that you were smart enough to invite me to talk here today. So, <laughs> um. well, you know, you know, Mike, uh, we we are um, at the beginning of a very exciting phase, right? Um, um, we met uh, face to face on Monday evening. Monday. We had a proper meal together, um, um, together with your colleague and my colleague, and you know, just spending time having a proper meal and getting to know each other away from, let's say, the workspace or the work floor, whatever it might be, is, is, is one of those, I think, um, critical instruments that the events industry has in its toolbox. Um, and just to maybe explore a little bit further, so Encore has, uh, has decided to partner with the Event Design Collective, uh, and recently this has been announced about a month ago, 14th yes. of April, we did the public announcement. Tell us, what's, um, what was the triggers, do you think, for Encore to engage with the Event Design Collective for the United States with Event Design? Well, I, I think, first of all, coming out of the pandemic, during the pandemic, we did a, a, the rebrand. So when I started pre-pandemic, we were PSAV, and PSAV was sort of the mothership. We owned Encore in Las Vegas. We owned uh, uh, KFP here in Germany. Um, places all over the world under different names. And so during the pandemic, uh, we did the roll up sort of, everybody came up underneath the Encore name. And so we've been going through a process of, well, there's a lot of different companies with a lot of different cultures and a lot of different 
uh, capabilities. So wanting to sort of rebrand everybody under this and, and making them, making especially the people outside of the United States, like the customers of KFP feel like they're still working with that culture, but now they have the benefit of this sort of global entity that can help them do their magic anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then another issue was that coming out of the pandemic and with the new branding, we want people to realize that their Encore, PSAV, the new Encore, is now more than just people who do uh, breakout rooms or rent you a projector. That we do have a lot of creative services. We have some incredibly creative people. Mm -hmm. And we are able to build and design and produce amazing experiences that are going to transform your event into something that people remember and take with them after they leave. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, working with you guys to help do that and help give our salespeople and, and people in our creative department this language that we can use to help take clients through that process, it makes us obviously look very smart because it's a great process and you can't walk out of it without feeling like you've done something really great and that there's some change and there's some you've made improvements and mm -hmm. you were talking about this on Monday when we were at dinner that when you learn things together you become sort of connected there's a bond because you realize these things and you you helped each other come to the conclusion and so you all have now an invested a vested interest in that and mm -hmm. um, I think it's fantastic for our it's going to be fantastic for our salespeople to be able to talk to their clients about things that their clients aren't used to them talking about. They're used to just, you know, renting thingamajigs and bib bobs from us, maybe from this salesperson, but they're not used to actually designing a value-added event, the, the intellectual capital that goes into creating something really great. Mm -hmm. And this is going to give them that language and this is going to be able to start that conversation and, and give more of us at Encore to come in and help them and really build value and, and in the long run I mean to put it in a simple terms we're seen a lot of the time as a tactics company we want to be a strategy company and this is the language and the process that's going to take us there with um, such a large entity right so I'm always impressed when I see the numbers and the amount of people involved in your in your um, operation um, and the diversity of, of, of places where you operate, um, having a language, a common language that you can use to address things in an, in an effective and efficient manner are, are probably critical to, to also managing the expectations of what it is people are getting from you. Right? Mm. And, uh, uh, we're, we're very excited. So you're going to be joining us on the Event Design Certificate Program that we're going to be hosting in yes. Atlantic City uh, at the end of June. We're going to be seeing a lot of each other in June. Exactly. We'll be in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, we've got the World Education Days Congress. Days later in Atlantic City, both coasts. This, this, this is almost like our freshman year you know, at mm -hmm. university where we get to uh, you know, discover Frankfurt, San Francisco, Atlantic City whilst learning things from each other. Uh, and you have a number of colleagues joining you um, in Atlantic City at Stockton University. What are you most looking forward to when you think about yourself learning how to facilitate a process like this? I, I, as I was saying before, I come from the advertising world, mm. so very much about messaging and 
creating experiences, but more in the terms of a, a marketing advertising type of experience where it, it revolves around a, communicating a certain message and a, and a certain brand point of view. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about this because it, it's going to help me focus my expertise in creativity and messaging and bring that down to the to a meeting level and, and sort of how do you turn sort of an event, which is, if you think of it, it happens at one place and at a certain time and then it's over, but what we want to do is obviously turn it into something that starts before, goes during, and then afterwards stays with you so that it's, it becomes untethered from time and place and becomes this experience that is a great communication tool and a great messaging tool allows people to to learn and grow and and see things differently and so I I'm looking forward to having that language and that sort of a stru- uh, framework that I can apply to that yeah. I think um, you know learning a new language is always a bit painful um, this language is a highly visual one right because it's uh, multiple people contributing their thoughts in a systematic way to distill a story it's almost like you know, Ernest Hemingway said, mm. you know, write drunk, edit sober. Um, <laughs> not that the design process requires yeah. any of that, but it's, it's like we have unclear thinking at the beginning from, you know, six, seven different people in various directions that over time, as you go through the design process, create, you know, define the change, create a frame, and then prototype multiple options that could fit in that frame to best address the desired behavior change for the different types of stakeholders. So you're taking something fairly complex with multiple storylines, you're almost decomposing the storylines first to individual storylines, then you're stacking the storylines, mm-hmm. figuring out how you can simplify them, restrict them, and then the creativity kind of very quickly in the prototyping phase explodes to very fruitful results that people embrace and hold up you know, together as the story. And once you stand behind that you know, story in that canvas and you can all tell the story, Bringing that to life as a, you know, by planning and delivering the story mm-hmm. is, is so much more effective and, and useful instead of having those conversations in the middle of the planning and, planning and delivery phases, right? So, exactly. Yeah, yeah there's, there's very much the, uh, we go through the process of we're in the production of the event and people are, you know, clients and people on our side are all starting to question, should we be doing this or should we do that? And yeah. it's kind of the boat has sailed already. Like we, you know, if we're still thinking about this now, then really the plans aren't that good in the first place. We should have worked this out way before. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's especially helpful to a creative who you see issues and you want and you have creative thinking that you feel can help and be a solution. But um, a lot of times, uh, especially in, in, I've found in this business that uh, people have done it this way for X number of years and it has worked. You know, they'll say it's worked and I'm using air quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. But, and so they, they're not really open to change. They, they, there's a lot of uh, pressure and a lot of uh, worry about doing anything different and a lot of stress. And so having a process like this, again, that, that you know, gives you something that everybody feels like they're part of first understanding what, you know, what they can do better. And then buying into that as a group mm-hmm. makes, makes my job as a creative selling something a lot easier because it's now it's a solution we've all agreed on. It's not, it's not me use car salesman trying to sell you 
you know, a lemon the, mm -hmm. or the perceived lemon, mm -hmm. you know. Right. So it, it, it automatically makes a lot of our ideas much more authentic and, and viable to them. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, this is the exact reason and purpose why, especially at the scale at which you operate, you know, in the U.S. Um, is tremendously impressive. But it's also, when things are big or large at scale, it, it takes more uh, maybe grit and perseverance to to start, you know, changing how those things have been done over time. So we're, we're very excited by the partnership. We're very excited also to, uh, to you know, to meet in person and, and get to know, you know, the change makers uh, mm -hmm. from within the organization. Um, actually, you know, uh, the opening sequence, uh, Anthony Vade, Anthony Vade. Uh, is now, is now, you know, dedicated on yeah. the team at Encore. As, as the director of North America as well for the Event Design Collective. So he's, he's like, you know, living in the two worlds, you know, knowing this, this world of event design. Exactly. Uh, knowing the, you know, the former structure of, of uh, being part of the team and now in, in the new structure. A terribly exciting time and we look forward to scaling that team and making it very successful yeah. with you. Yeah, we're thrilled to have Anthony back. I, um, I didn't really, wasn't really engaging much with Anthony prior to the pandemic. Um, and now that he's back, I and I told Anthony this the first time he took me through the event canvas, uh, like in an introduction. He took a when he first came back, took a, a number of us through it. And coming from the advertising marketing world, there are many strategic frameworks, more for messaging than anything else. But a lot of agencies, uh, companies, and practitioners will have their own unique framework, and some of them just you go through them and it's just people talking to hear themselves talk and you don't feel like there's any value coming out of it and I told Anthony like I was a little skeptical but after just about the first couple hours I was like wow I this this makes sense to me and it, it is it's just great how it simplifies a lot of complexity very quickly yeah. that's that's one of to me that's sort of the power of it is that and and then I also love that you've made, right up front, make uh, uh, qualifications for, so that people sort of can't talk to hear themselves talk, that there are, you, there's kind of rules and lanes and we make sure that nobody is monopolizing a conversation. So I, I think that's also great too. And it's... Um, yeah, the role division also makes it fun. I think uh, if an event design process in itself is not fun for the group going through it, usually the outcome isn't good either. Mm -hmm. So we make a big point of, of making sure the design process is fun. Yes, there are some points in which you get a little bit tired, and but that's on purpose because then you get more creative as well, right? And there are exactly. some points that might have a bit of pain because you're wordsmithing and searching for, you know, the syntax of that formulation mm -hmm. of the, you know, the behavior change in that one little post-it because yes. it doesn't fit a lot of words on it. And <laughs> I'm sure you as a, yeah. as, a, as a copywriter and a creative that is a wordsmith, you know, can work the magic with that. Uh, I, I, I'm always jealous of, you know, the real copywriters and people that know how to find the right order and structure in words to express what they need to express. Something we perpetually struggle with, but some groups are very good at it which is also a culture in an organization. Mm. Uh, we just did a lot of work with the Wikimedia Foundation and you know, them being wiki, oh, uh, yes. you know, yeah. wordsmiths, they had fantastic, let's say, brain power and skill power to, to kind of wordsmith the exact right kind of formulations at one stage. And then we'll be struggling with another part of the process, so to say. So you know, different strengths come forward at different times and that's yeah. why the group of people 
with different types of yeah. levels of thinking or backgrounds or you know age groups yeah. and it's a it's definitely a skill in this day and age when there's just so much writing people text and email and it actually learning to write something that you know in one sentence instead of using five is yeah. it's a skill that you have to just work at and practice but being able to do that is really valuable because it just it's the simplicity of walking through this hall with all these all the stimulus and uh, stimuli and what's the one thing I'm gonna see well it's probably the one sentence as opposed to the five sentence uh, yeah. elevator pitch so. yeah. Yeah. and I think uh, you know the, all these events are anthropological exercises where we can see you know the pathways that we're mm -hmm. all going through we all see it in different perspectives you know something that that also makes the power of events um, so apparent um, having now had this first experience how, how do you synthesize this experience for yourself when you fly back you know you've been here for a couple of days um, and this is where we're gonna ask for a favor uh, <laughs> and the sure. favor is the following one um, I'd really find it interesting to get maybe you know like a like a little thing something we can add to the bottom of this this audio track uh, which kind of synthesizes your view on the experience of IMAX um, you being a wordsmith, I think that that would be much better oh, coming from you, you than coming from me. On me here. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, yeah. you know, the other the other ask is, we ask all of our guests on this podcast. Um, um, we do a um, year plus one podcast. Oh, okay. Meaning that uh, after today, it's the first of June, twenty twenty two. Around next year in June, we'd be reaching back out to you. We'd schedule a little thing in the agenda to. Uh, to look at the horizon of change that you you know you've experienced between June 2022 and June 2023, um, often we find that guests will re-listen to the podcast recorded, you know, the year before, and also give you time to think and and space to evaluate. Like, okay, what you know, what are some of the steps we've made together in our in our partnership between Encore and Event Design Collective? What are you know what does the second IMAX look like if you decide to come back to IMAX 23? Or what does October look like mm -hmm. when you're at IMAX Americas um, you know, in, in, uh, in Las Vegas? Would you be willing to accept that challenge to have another one? Of course, and I think, I think we'll have a lot to talk about. I, I am I'm really optimistic and excited for what I think this partnership will do and some of the opportunities that are coming up. I know that we're leaning in heavily to our presence at IMAX in October in America and we definitely want you guys as a part of that and um, there's some you know just this week there I think we have some opportunities that we'll need to discuss after we get off the podcast because uh, awesome. so I think I think it's gonna be a good year <laughs> well I think this is what good partnerships do right they, exactly they, they they laid a fertile ground in the Petri dish for you know developing the culture that we'll develop together in addressing event design and anything beyond, because design is just the beginning of what an event turns out to be, right? We're excited about that idea of having this design formula and, and, and you know, capacity, but also combining it with your delivery capacity and maybe having a much broader kind of arc of, you know, not control, but I was a span of a span of overview of as to how the event then you know delivers its narrative and practice in that last you know planning phase, um, and then seeing that as an intake for the next event or the series of events that come ahead, with the knowledge people yeah. have about the past of the event as well, right? And I think this is our horizon of change zoom function where we go from Google Street View to <laughs> Google Maps View to Google Earth View. Yeah, this well, ability uh, to adjust the lens quickly. Exactly, and it's 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 gives us the ability to turn our you know, 
customers into partners, long-term partners. We're not just somebody who drops in once a year to help you with your event. We're there for you all year and thinking and, and designing and coming up with better solutions constantly. And so we become, you know, they don't think of us as a vendor, they think of us as a partner. That benefits all of us. So. Everybody wants an encore when it comes to their event, right? Well, I hope so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this is what, you know, the encore in event design, I think, is, is really that perpetual movement, right? Where it's, it's a never-ending cycle of wanting to improve something. Mm -hmm. Going back to the drawing board, and, but having the similar language process and system that you apply every time. So at least the outcomes that you design for are closer to where you could get them instead of leaving it all to chance. Definitely. Yeah. So on that note, thank you so much for coming all the way over, it was to, a pleasure. Uh, over to Frankfurt yeah. at IMAX 22. Um, we'll keep you updated and um, um, we're going to have many more conversations between yes. now and next year's podcast. Uh, but for our audience, thanks for being here with us. Uh, the buzzing noise you're hearing around us is Hall 9 of IMAX 2022. Um, we're at the Event Design Collective stand together with Mike Potter from Encore. And again, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you very much. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.